things, Father God. Amen. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Happy Mother's Day out there. And uh, to those mothers, you've lost individuals, sons and daughters, I love you. And if you need me, I'm here. Just come talk to me. Amen. Let's continue to sing of God's gratefulness.
if you only hear one name today, the only name that really matters is Jesus. Right? Amen. More than your name, my name, our church's name, the reality is it really is the name of Jesus that does so much more than we can ask or imagine. We're so glad to see you here today. God bless each one of you. And uh, what a great day, Mother's Day. Uh, and we're so glad you decided to spend it here with each other with us. Let's take a few minutes and greet each other. And uh, God bless you guys as we take a few minutes and talk to each other this morning. That's right. As we say every week, you are welcome here at Praise Assembly. We are so glad to see each one of you. And uh, you're looking rather dapper, if I might add, if I might add. I mean, there's a few of you that are stragglers, but that's okay. You can't have 100% on it. You look good. I mean, I'm not mentioning names, but anyways, I won't, I won't do that. But uh, it is so good to see you today. If you are a guest with us today, uh, there is a Connect card in front of you, in the seat back in front of you. If you would complete that and turn it into our guest services uh, desk out here at the conclusion of our worship service. That would be fantastic. Maybe it's your second, third time. You forgot to do it last time. If you would do it today, that would be outstanding. Ushers, if you'd come, we're going to prepare to receive our morning tithe and offering. And uh, let's, as they come, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we honor you today. We are, uh, we recognize the greatness of who you are and the, the power that is even behind your name. That's how great you are. And I pray that this offering would accomplish the purposes of your kingdom and it would be sweet and pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. 
If you take your bulletin with you, we have a few announcements we want to make you aware of. And, and just to mix it up a little bit, I guess, a little bit, um, just any of the things I mentioned, just do not come out to them. Just don't come out to any of them, any ones I mentioned. Uh, ladies, I know some of you are like, what? Yes, yes. Uh, there's a, just a, a date change on here. This should be June the 15th, okay? So ladies' night out is Thursday, June 15th. What day, June 15th, yeah, don't come out to that, please. Ladies, don't come out, don't have fun, don't develop friendships, don't go to Cheddar's uh, on the 15th of June. Make sure you're not there. Um, also, for kids, uh, if you want your kids to not have a powerful experience with God, to just grow their friendships, have a blast, please do not send them to kids camp either, which is July 10th through the 13th. And don't pay $215 because it will be a tremendous investment in your child's life. Um, and you wouldn't want to do that, right? So uh, that's a great opportunity uh, in, in seriousness. So uh, uh, we have VBS coming up. Please register for that June 26th through the 29th. Uh, those are going to be from 930 to 11.45 each day. These are great opportunities. Folks, let me just tell you, as a fellow parent or a fellow grandparent, um, what you need to do when it comes to your children, we invest so much time in so many different Really, really great things, important things, you know, athletics and clubs and different things like that. Those are, those have tremendous value. Don't be that person that when they, your kids get older, you didn't give them every opportunity in the world to develop their relationship with Christ. And all these together really bring that home for them. Camp, uh, VBS, let your friends, neighbors, family know about that. And then uh, uh, when, when it comes to youth, we've got some great events coming up for Praise Youth um, that are happening on the 30th of June, Guppy Gulch, and then our home missions trip, which is going to be every Monday, July 10th, 17th, 24th, and 31st. You're going to be hearing a lot more about that in the week to come. And then Towers Beach on June 11th will be happening. Those are uh, great events to kind of put on your calendar there. It is Mother's Day, and... Uh, Okay, it is Mother's Day, and so what I wanted to let you know is that mothers, we have, I'm not a mother, so I can't eat it even though I want to, we have Cinnabons for you, and that's right, we don't play here at Praise Assembly. <laughs> Let's let that be known, okay? Let that be known. And uh, so we have Cinnabons, we had some incredible volunteers this morning that with, with gloves on, lovingly packaged these and just uh, with just set up, I think I said a prayer over each one, and just 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 set it in there, and uh, and so mothers, when you leave the service today, please go get one in the lobby. Please, this not for your kids to grab for you. Okay, these are you have to grab them. Not even your husband can grab one for you. No, you need to grab one. And if you have an extenuating circumstance, let me know and I'll, I'll get you one. But uh, please enjoy these. They come from a church that loves you and that appreciates uh, all that you do. And so, yes, please grab those today on your way out. And uh, Pastor Brandon's going to uh, get to preach today. Today, he's going to share from God's word. But before he does, we have a video we'd like you to check out. Thank you. When I move out one day, my mom will be very sad. I feel my mom's love in my heart, like it's right here. I, I'm feeling it right now. Sometimes I love her, sometimes I don't. But when I'm angry, I don't. My mom is everything to me. She just is this ray of energy and sunlight and positivity. The thing that I wish I could have done more of is thanking her. Didn't matter what shape I was in, I could always come home to mom. My mom was basically the glue that held me together. When I left the Philippines, I knew that my son will be in good hands because I know my mom will take care of him. My mom is kind of smart, you know? That's mom. If I would say like one to ten, it would be a five. 
Maybe my poor dad got the raw end of the deal, but I do remember my mother saying to him when there was an argument about something I'd done, she says, you don't want to hurt her spirit. I remember that. My mom was diagnosed with uh, a really rare disease about 12 hours before she died. So we didn't get a lot of time to, to talk or to say goodbye, but she did get to say that she loved me, which were her last words. Uh, and I cherish that. Because I have I've been able to hang on to it. I'm probably going to say to my mom, you're a wonderful person. And you're my mentor. I tie an invisible string to my heart, and she ties the same one to her heart, and it's always attached together. My mother, she struggled a lot with addiction. Sorry, I'm getting upset. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. You know, you have partners, you have friends, you have kids, um, but there is nobody else who, um, who will ever care about you as much. My son now always tells me, I love you, Mama. But for 48 years, you realize I didn't say I love you to my mom. I can think of three words. I forgive you. You were a good mom. You did really good. Thank you, Mom. I love you, Mom. Hey, Chelsea, if moms got paid, how much do you think they should get paid in a year for being a mom? Maybe a hundred dollars. They're here. Anyone needs them, I will share if I need to today. Already somebody's got their hands up. Uh, we, were, we were together last night. My daughter had a small party and we were playing volleyball. And they needed an extra. I was the extra. I came in here literally to ask them a question. Are we done eating? Can we start cleaning up? And next thing I know, Lynn's at the door saying, how did you get pulled in? I said, I have no idea. I came in here, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm the extra person they needed to play volleyball. You know, desperate times that they come looking for me. <laughs> but I told them, you know, my son doesn't want to spike the ball on me. I said, no, you can, you can do it. You know, you can go ahead and give it to me. I said, but any of you does something, you're going to be in my sermon tomorrow. <laughs> and so one of the young adults said, Oh, of course you're doing Mother's Day. You're probably going to cry through the whole thing. So I guess I have a, a little bit of a history there. I don't know. I, I kept saying, no, I'm going to be fine. It's tough. It's tough when you talk about your moms. I know this day probably means a lot of different things for a lot of people. I know that some of you are hurting even this day. One, maybe you lost your mother. One, uh, you didn't have the best upbringing. I, I saw a great meme. You probably saw this on Facebook or wherever. Somebody posted it. You know, forgive your parents. They were learning too. You know, and we all are, are learning as we're going through these things. And hopefully, hopefully you had a great example of a mom. Um, I've, I've already blown my I'm not going to cry routine. But obviously, we want to say Happy Mother's Day. If you've not heard it yet today, I pray you hear it a bunch. Happy Mother's Day. I am fortunate. <laughs> I'm fortunate today to have my mom here, my sister, my wife, uh, all in attendance today. I don't know if many of you share that, um, but I, I am fortunate that way. Uh, to my mom, happy, happy Mother's Day. I better not go too deep. She just came up to me this morning. She said, don't say this and don't say this. I said, I won't. <laughs> uh, to my wife, my three children, it's, it's just an awesome day. My sister, again, that's here. To all the moms, uh, I, I want to ask you, and in and, and no way is this a slight, believe me, who grew up, if, if you will, note, show of hands, who grew up in a traditional home? You had both parents. You were raised by both parents. Would you raise your hands? Wow. Okay. Who grew up in a non-traditional home? You had a single parent. Go ahead. 
a, a divorce situation, maybe you're foster care and adopted. Go ahead, raise them high. All right, good, thank you. Well, today I, I want to talk about some of these moms. And, uh, you know, if you, anybody a stepmom here today? Stepmother. Stepmother, okay. Stepchild? You have a stepmom? Okay. Just get, your, get them going. How about foster care? Anybody grow up in foster care? Or, or a foster parent, right. All right. And then what about adopted? You were adopted? Great. Great. All right. Ch chances are, obviously, if you, as you looked around and maybe you saw these hands, that we're all touched by this in some regard. Maybe not immediate, but maybe extended family, you, you are aware of these kind of situations. I happen to be a close associated with all three, um, and, and I'll go through that as I want to. I want to talk about three types of mothers. One of the things, I, I could have easily done fourth, but I feel a whole sermon could be done on single moms. Because single moms, I, I tell you what, Lynn left last week with two of my girls and left me as a single parent for five days. <laughs> so I feel your pain. I know what you go through. <laughs> I know nothing. I was sitting there, Brandon, what were we doing? I was washing dishes or something. And he came up next to me and he just leaned there and he said, is this what it would be like if it was just me and you? <laughs> I said, I don't know. Do you want it that way or is it not a good thing? I thought that was funny. It's so funny as you prepare for something uh, sermon-wise, how many things start flooding in. And it's like I'm jotting notes and, and want to make sure I mention some of these things. One of the things I, I want to caution us against is for all of us, that, and I did too, grew up in a traditional family, uh, you know, mother and father at home, is we're not, I'm not slighting us today. I always used to, uh, just this uh, two weeks ago, Pastor Hans and I went to Ministry Summit and uh, you know, even, even when you go into each other's homes, you learn so much more than we do just on a Sunday. You know, you really kind of get to ask questions and see. So uh, we went to dinner that night, and it was Pastor Hans and I and uh, another pastor in the area and with some other people. And we spent the whole dinner saying, how did you come to the Lord? And how did you, you know, how did you come to where you're at today? And th this one young guy, he had such an amazing testimony. And when I used to hear that, I used to think, well, I wasn't a drug addict. I just grew up in a pastor's home, and I have nothing to, you know, I don't have this grand, you know, this grand story to tell of how I was saved. Look, I am thankful. I am thankful I grew up that way. And so, again, if you grew up in a traditional home, don't feel like, oh, I just grew up in a basic home. My parents were both home, whatever. We are not slighted today. But... I was raised in a pastor's home, and, and the first mother I want to talk about is a stepmother. I don't have a stepmother. Let me clarify that right off. But my mother grew up with a stepmother. Um, a stepmom gets a bad rap. Would you agree with that? A lot of times it's associated in movies uh, with the evil stepmother, and Disney has certainly cashed in on the evil stepmother. Snow White, Cinderella, Rapunzel, those are three that I could think of off the top of my head. But so many of, of movies, it's just this relationship that just doesn't, doesn't work out sometimes for whatever reason. I grew up with a great stepmom, Florence Henderson, the Brady Bunch. Everybody remember Florence Henderson? Man, that was, at those times, that was a big deal to have a blended family uh, come together and, and to see how they, they would interact. Um, Many times, I mean, there's different reasons for it. I mean, basically, two: either your parents divorced and got remarried, and you you gained a step parent, or your your parent died and your father and mother remarried, and you got a step parent. Uh, my mom's mother died when she was six years old, leaving my grandfather with three young girls. And uh, a year later, he remarried. And this woman would become my mom's stepmom. Uh, and the task, I, I feel, is a great one. Sometimes, and maybe this, maybe this talks about where you're at, sometimes when you come into a situation, you haven't been a mother before, and all of a sudden you're catapulted into three young girls. Now, she did have other kids of her own before she married my grandfather, but now you're taking on three young girls who you don't know and they don't know you, 
and now you're just, you know, for my mom, you're supposed to obey and, and follow after. I, I, I will say I would never, you know, air my family's laundry right up here on stage. My mom has a great story to tell. I mean, we're always amazed. Um, it may not have been the best relationship, but I will tell you this. In the end, she called her mom. And, and I've seen this before. Maybe you've seen it before that parents, you know, they, they raise these kids. They still refer to them as their stepmom. Or they call them by their first name. That one usually grinds me a little bit. But I'm not in that situation. I can't put it uh, into, into how I would feel. Um, but some, a lot of times, stepmom can become mom very easily. And that's, that's such a, an appreciated, earned name. Because you know what it means this morning to call your mom mom. You know what that means. So to have another woman come into your life and be able to take on that, that title and that responsibility, it is a great thing. Um, in some cases, you're not accepted by those children. And again, I don't know of anybody's situation this morning. If it's you, I don't know. But I just know that these things can happen. And you have committed to, probably out of love for your new husband, to take on these children who can be a handful all among, them, among themselves. Um, and sometimes you know that you, if, there's a, if there was a biological mom, you are often compared to what that mother was like. And many times those children reject you. Sometimes if it's a divorce situation, that ex-wife doesn't accept you. And they don't want to see you raising their kids. And, and I can imagine, I can only imagine for you today, if that's your situation, how difficult when you're trying to parent your own kids, but you have another woman on the other side trying to parent those kids. It, it, it's a fine line, and, and there's got to be some kind of communication there. And if there's not, I know it can be very tough. Let's be honest, sometimes those are rotten stepkids. And there's nothing you can do to try to sway them, to change their minds. You can only be... Uh, who you are today. Um, maybe you're the wicked stepmother. Maybe you are. Maybe you were. Maybe you were at one time. Uh, it's, it's a lot to ask. I, I feel like uh, if, if I were to think about this, I feel like if you are a Christian, you should know the way to act. You, you should know what's required of you, and sometimes we don't always get that. Again, kids, forgive your parents they were learning too. Amen? Uh, I, I had the opportunity of, of recently attending a funeral, and this woman had been married to this man. He passed away probably for 12 years, not, not very long, and he had two grown children. And when I went to that funeral, I heard them calling her mom. And I thought, what, what a testimony to how she has treated them that even after 12 years and having grown up with a mother, because they do have, another, they have their mother, but this would be their stepmother, I thought she must be doing something right for those grown kids to be calling her mom. Amen. You demonstrate your love towards children who may not, they're not yours biologically, but you consider them yours and you've earned the right to be called mom. And hopefully you're, you're doing it right. I, again, I'm not here to judge you or, you know, take sides in, in any case. The bottom line is children need a mother. And you as a stepmom have chosen to be that loving mother. And I say good on you this morning. Good on you. Even in the midst of kids being difficult, we can, be, we can do that sometimes, right? Kids, even grown kids, you can be difficult. And we have put you through it. The second parent I want to talk about, and Rusty, you raise your hand, and, and, and I know of your situation, is the foster parent, the foster mother. No slight, Rusty, your foster pa fa father. I'm, co I'm focusing on mothers today. This also, true to my life, my parents fostered 10 children. Uh, this came later in, in my life. I was probably in my mid-teens when they started. And I can tell you that takes an all-family commitment. Because you go from your brothers and sisters to your family, all of a sudden there's this new baby in the house disrupting everything. Disrupting my life, certainly, you know. But in most cases, we had infants, very small children. 
some had just been born, and, and all of a sudden we had this newborn baby. But uh, my mom cared for them as if they were her own. Um, the, the foster parent is, although you're not my child, I'm going to care for you until. You know, a couple of years ago, if you remember the joke, it was, does anybody know what an interim youth pastor was? You remember that pastor? My hand went right up, because I know what interim means. It's not forever. You, in some cases, a foster parent are an interim parent. In many of our cases, uh, it was that the, the most of the times, I don't want to say most of the time, I don't even want to, you know, categorize it as that, but it was drugs that had broken up a home. And there was an arrest made, there was something happened, and the children are removed from that home, you know, they're removed from that home until the parents can create a safe environment for those children. And so, as a foster parent, you, are, you take these kids. My mom never said, I want this age, I want this kind of child. It was, whoever needs a home, our home is open. And, man, there'd be, like, we would, we would, I shouldn't say this. It sounds so bad. I, I wasn't called to be the foster parent or the foster brother. It was, it was thrown on me too. But we would have just gotten rid of a child and it was like back to normal and come home and it's like, who is that? We just got rid of one. You know, that's how it felt sometimes. I'm just being honest. But you know, the foster care system for a child can be very tough. They can bounce from home to home. They begin to, as they grow in, into teenage years, they begin to be too much for a family to handle and they have to be moved on. Um, it, it's very, very tough. And with that, <clears throat> they can grow up feeling abandoned over and over again, feeling unwanted and unlo unloved. And yet there are people, parents, mothers, who open their hearts up to these children. I I'll tell you this, again, we never, my mom never said, uh, you know, what kind of child, whatever it was. We lived in North Carolina, right on the border kind of of South Carolina. And this is in the 80s, early, late 80s, early 90s. And to walk down, we were, we were living in Wilmington, we're walking down the dock in Wilmington, North Carolina, and here's a white family with two black children in a stroller. We got some looks. Because it just wasn't, and, and you know, that's saying in the South as well, much more today are blended families looking more and more commonplace. But back then, even you know, 30 years ago, it was, it was a stark change. But we didn't care. We love these kids. Uh, if I think about some of the names today, uh, and, and even, you know, my, I'll get into this a little bit, but my nephew, who is now my nephew, was one of my mom's foster children. And uh, I always remember they'd always be in a playpen right behind the couch, and they, <laughs> such a shame. I'm watching TV, they're standing in the playpen, like right on the edge, like begging for me to give them some attention, and I did, I didn't ignore them. But we had another child in the, in, the, in the playpen at the same time, and he would bite. He would bite the, my nephew, who was now my nephew, he would bite him on the back, and you just knew something happened because he would just start crying, and the other one was just sitting in the corner like, I didn't do anything, and it's like, of course you did, you just bit him. But some of the kids, you know, some of them came and went, some of them stayed, uh, you know, sometimes in, in foster homes, you can be there for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, even a couple of years. Um, and so think about that. I mean, think about as a mother, you pouring into a child and you loving that child and nurturing that child, all for that child to be taken away. And I can tell you there were a lot of times my mom cried. It was tough on her because she gave so much of herself. And I, I, it was an honor to be able to even be, again, I wasn't a great foster brother, if, if that's what I was. Um, but we, we, you know, you kind of developed your favorites and you played certain games with them and you just loved those kids so much. But my mom, it, it was tough, and, and I don't know if, the, if that was what finally did it, was I can't, I can't take this anymore, the heart-wrenching of, of giving these children away. I can tell you this, in a lot of cases, the, if the child went back to their home, great. 
If they got adopted, that was great. Some of these people would keep in touch with my mom. And she would get pictures years after of them going through grade school and high school and on to college. It was great to be able to see that you had a small part of nurturing. That little, that little part, it, it may not have been very impactful in their lives uh, in a Christian home. They may not have had that understanding, but they certainly got a chance at life because of you, Mom. Stop. <laughs> in rare cases, and, and Rusty and Kim, I know today foster care can lead to adoption. Uh, I, I don't know if it's very common because I think they work hard at getting the child back with their parents. That's where they belong. They belong with their mom and dad. And, and, and if they can get it together, and if they can create the environment and get them and to get those children back, that's desirable. But sometimes it's not always the case. The adoptive mom is a woman who says, although you're not mine and I'm not your mother, I will make room in my heart for you and I will raise you as my own. And that is a great responsibility. Man, I didn't think it was going to get me like this. I'm sorry. Uh, my, my sister, again, we had this child in our home. He was two years old, I think, at the time. We had had him since he was two days old. And this was going back and forth. We would, uh, on certain weekends, we would bring him to a, a designated spot, and his grandmother would come and pick him up and take him home for the weekend. He could be supervised visitation with the parents, and then he would come back to us. And man, just this is kids, too. Just a weekend it would be like, what happened to this kid? Like now they're off the wall all of a sudden. It's like, we gotta tame that down and get it back to, to normal. But can you imagine this kid going home and there's like five and six brothers and they get to see them and play with them and, and then they come back and it's just me. It's just, it's just us, you know, ready to receive them back. But this little boy, his name's Tony, it was Antonio, uh, was my mom's foster child and it came to where the parents lost their parental rights. And uh, my sister and, and my brother-in-law, Tim, talked about it and were willing to adopt him. And he is my nephew, my nephew, Tony. Amen. Amen. And I know many of you have done the same thing. Uh, Rusty and Kim, I know you, that, to, to open your heart that way uh, to another child that was not your own and to make them your own. They're yours. They're yours, no doubt. Des, Tony's yours, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, my goodness. Pastor, I'm going to refuse next year. I'm going to, I'm flat out, I will refuse. I like that laughing you're doing right now. Mm. So Tony became just an addition to our family. We opened our hearts to him, and he had a personality like no other. And although he is not biologically, biologically my nephew, he is my nephew, and, uh, and we love him, you know, just like we would any child. Do you know that in the Jewish tradition, if you, are, if you adopt a child, it becomes as if you gave birth to that child. That's just the way it is. You are that child's parent today. God has given you mothers an ability, a unique ability to love. Do you know just as much as I say children need to be mothered, mothers need to mother I believe that today. And he has given you that unique ability not only to love, I mean, I say it's not always easy to love your biological children either. You know, I know that we can make it tough on you. But to take another child and say, I will be your parent, that is a God-given ability, I believe, today. And I believe that it comes from God's very own heart towards us. He has done Similar roles of all of these things. Do you know that the opposite of adoption is abandonment? And many times, if you've been through that system, you can feel like, I, I will tell you this, as, as Tony grew older, he knew that there was another parent out there, and the questions begin to come. Why Was I not good enough? Did you not want me? And, and this whole thing, I can only imagine, if you've been through that, I can only imagine what that's, that experience is like. John 14, 18, this is what it says. Jesus says, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. 
That's what Jesus Christ has done for each one of us today. Moms, dads, children here today, Jesus has come to you that you would not be abandoned and that you would have him as your source today. The great thing is we were adopted as God's children. And so we can all look at from our, our past experiences and know that God has fulfilled these roles in one way or another in our lives today. Hallelujah. Whether you today sit here and you lost your mom, I pray that Jesus, you're allowing Jesus to fill that void, that he is filling that space that you, that, of love that you had for your mother. doesn't mean you stop loving your mother, obviously, but the hurt and the pain, Jesus can fill that today. Hallelujah. Maybe you're here today and you were abandoned. And that is a hurtful thing. And I, I understand that uh, entirely today. But he has not, as we read, he has not come to abandon us, but to come to us and to comfort us. Hallelujah. And having experienced these things in my life, it may not have been me personally, but I've seen the result of what it was like for my mom to grow up with a stepmom, what it was like for my mom to be a foster mother, and what it's like for my sister. Stop crying, this. <laughs> I can't look over there if you're going to do that. Um, for my sister to be an adoptive parent. Uh, and, and maybe you realize that at some point you weren't wanted. Maybe you, maybe you sit here, a grown adult, still not having resolved that feeling of abandonment or hurt. I want to tell you that God can fill the void. Psalm 2710, I, I just started putting down scriptures of promises of God, and I want to encourage you with these today. Psalm 2710 says, Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. What a wonderful verse for every one of us today. That even in the toughest circumstances, and it, maybe not even a parent, maybe a sibling, somebody you feel abandoned, the Lord will hold me close. Hallelujah. John 1, 11 through 13 says this, He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The promise is that if we've received him, I pray that you've received him today. If you have received him and believed in his name, you are a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please say hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians 4, 4 through 7 says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you no longer are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. So not only are we children of God, we inherit all that God has. Do you know all that God has? It's everything. And you and I today become co-heirs with Jesus Christ all because of his amazing love for us, his amazing grace for us today. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 14 through 17, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Alba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. I want that inheritance. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. This is, uh, I, I think I've cut this down a little bit. I, I want to read just two portions of this. This is Ephesians 2. First, I'll be reading 11 through 13. It says, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. We all used to be outsiders. Amen? You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. 
You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now, can you say that? But now, you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Jesus Christ. Going down to verse 19 through 22. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of his dwelling, where God lives by his spirit. Today, God doesn't dwell in buildings or in temples. He dwells within the hearts of believers. And you and I today are called his children. And he lives within us and is glorified through us. Hallelujah. It's an amazing thing today. I want to say to every mom today, I'm thankful for every one of you. And I know your children, I pray your children have told you that more than I have this morning. Biological stepmother, foster mother, adoptive mother. I want to thank Lynn. See, these are the opportunities I get that maybe not all of you get to publicly say these things in front of my wife, to my, the mother of my kids, uh, how you've raised them, how you chose to put, stop looking at me that way, <laughs> Jesus first in their lives before all things and for loving them the way that you do. I'm honored that my mom chose to extend her love beyond her four children and were, was able to extend it to these other children who just needed a mother's love. I, I'm so honored, mom. I'm, I'm proud of my sister for taking on Tony. It's not tough. Can I tell you right now that Tony is kind of out on a road that he shouldn't be on. And Desiree doesn't hear from him much. We're hoping he, she hears from him today. It's a tough road. You walk when the, the, not only do adopted children begin to feel like oh, maybe, you know, did this other parent, did they abandon me? They start to think you didn't do things right either. And, and now you're caught in this in-between. And Tim and Des have been through it recently. And they, and they reach out. All we can do, I'll text, I'll say, hey, I got a response. We're talking. Tony, if you're watching today, call your mom. Call your mom. Hallelujah. We, we took these moms, all, all of you moms, that have done this, that have gone outside of yourself and out of your home and chosen to love another child that was not your own. You poured into them, you, you nurtured them. It, it's an amazing thing that you're able to do. And again, I am humbled and thankful this morning for a God who in like manner saw you and I this morning and in our lostness, in our abandonment that maybe earthly relationships had left us, who saw us, who took us and saved us by his grace and now calls me and you his child and heir. He will not abandon me and he will not abandon you today. There is an invitation extended to every one of us, not one we've earned, but motivated purely by God's love for each one of us through his kindness and grace he has invited us. John 14, 23 says, All who love me and do what I say, my Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. And I want the Lord to be in my home today. Hallelujah. And yet, as great as his love is, he is not ever going to force himself upon you. There also has to be an invitation on our part to say, God, come and be my savior. Come into my life and make the change. Pastor Hans, I don't want to get ahead of you. I'm going to read from Revelation 3.20. If you hit on this, that's fine. It says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. God needs to be to know today from your heart that he is welcome. Amen? 
And if you've not had that opportunity, I do want to give you that opportunity now. If you will bow your heads, I'm going to invite Lynn to come and sing this morning. But as you, as you bow your heads this morning, Father, thank you for the opportunity to be called your children, to be called heirs. Lord, nothing we've done, nothing I've done has made that possible, but purely by a gift from you. And Lord, for those of us today that maybe don't know you in that way, have not believed on you, have not called out upon your name, I want to give that opportunity. If you'll slip up your hand, I just want to pray with you as we close this morning. If you want to be close to the Lord, if you want to know him in that way. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that we are preparing a place for you. God, and inviting you to come today. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Jesus. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool.
Father, thank you, Lord, for placing within each of our moms an ability and a capability to love and to nurture. God, I can only pretend to imagine, I, I can't even imagine, Lord, that it's, it is you, Lord, that have instilled that in each one of us. And God, where, we, uh, where moms may feel like they're falling short, if there, maybe they're a new mom just becoming a mother, Lord God, I pray that you would be able to pour into them and guide them, Lord. And I, I just pray that you would uh, allow, as we go our separate ways today, to make our moms feel special, to let them know that we do love them and are thankful for them, Lord. I, I pray that you would fill the void in, in those of us today that don't have our moms here anymore. Uh, God, comfort, I pray, as only you can. Lord, my words can only pacify for so long, God, but you can fill that void today. Lord, for those of us that have been abandoned, uh, Lord, I thank you for your word. We stand on the promises of God that you will never abandon. Lord, so we hold to that today. Lord, we hold you close today as you hold us close today. And Father, I pray that as we go, we would just celebrate mom today. And Lord, that you would help us as we go our separate ways today, as we come through our work week this week, Lord God, that your, your, your word would be instilled in our heart, God, and that we would take all that we hear, Lord God, and be doers of your word. I pray that you would go with us today and be blessed and honored and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you as you go today.